It's Tuesday, May 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians are in Chicago to open a three-game series against the White Sox. Uh, last year, uh, pretty successful uh, against Chicago, uh, and and this year the the White Sox uh, seem to have, have gotten off to a slow start. Uh, you know, not living up to expectations. Uh, what's, uh, what can we expect from this series as we, we head into it with, uh, with Shane Bieber on the mound on Tuesday night? Yeah, uh, Joe, uh, the White Sox, I mean, Cleveland went 12 and seven against Chicago last season uh, and Bieber was kind of right in the middle of everything. He made five starts against the White Sox, went three and two with a 2.83 ERA and, uh, you know, just did a, a really nice job. 27 Ks in 35 innings, um, you know, 11 earned runs. So, you know, he, he is, he, he is, you know, he has a history of pitching well against him. And, uh, he certainly did that last year and he's on a roll right now, Joe. Uh, his last three, star, uh, three starts, he's two and oh in his last three starts and, uh, has really, uh, really kind of been dominant in those starts. So, you know, he's going in with a good, with a head, a full head of steam for sure. Yeah. And, and when Shane Bieber is, is going well, is, is pitching well, is uh, getting deep into games. It's, it's not necessarily that he's, he's striking a lot of guys out right now, but uh, he's, he's efficient with his pitches. And that's what we've seen over these last couple of starts is that, you know, you get to the third, fourth, fifth inning, and his pitch count isn't high. He's he's looking uh, like you know surgical, tactical, like he's going through these lineups uh, you know over and over again, and and he's able to use his full array of pitches now. Uh, we're seeing uh, a little bit more of the cutter. We're seeing uh, you know once in a while mixing in a changeup, uh, and and it's it's the you know the classic Shane Bieber over these last couple of starts. Yeah, his last start, he had nine strikeouts. So, you know, you, we're starting to see the strikeouts climb a little bit. And, uh, you know, he just, he, like you said, Joe, he seems to adapt from, you know, from team to team, from hitter to hitter. You know, they have they have a strategy against him, and he really likes that that cat and mouse game. You know, he's adjusted. You know, you I think a lot of teams, in the, you know, in this, you know, through the first six, seven weeks of the season – they swing early on him. You know, they like to, uh, you know, get his hit his breaking stuff early. And, uh, you know, he's combated that with the fastball, use, using more of the fastball. And it kind of goes back and forth. So the cut fastball, then he uses, you know, the his knuckle curve. And uh, so it, it, it's fun to watch. And uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. Yeah. Uh, what do you are we over talking about? Shane Bieber's velocity at this point uh, is it is it just a, a non-issue anymore or or is that something that you know that we still should even be you know tracking or considering uh, you know in in his 2020 Cy Young season the velocity was obviously a tick higher uh, the last couple of years uh, it's it's been noticeably you know less uh, do we do we make anything of it or do we just accept that you know this is a pitcher who can live in the you know, the, the high eighties to low nineties and, and still be effective and get guys out. Yeah. I think the uh, latter part of that, Joe, I think, uh, you know, he's adjusted, you know, it's become, uh, 
you know, like um, he's 90, he's, you know, he tops out at around 91, 92 miles an hour. And, uh, you know, we've learned to live with it. You know, uh, Elvis Presley's fans learn to live with fat Elvis. So we learn to live oh with, uh, with uh, you know, Shane Bieber throwing 91, 92 miles an hour. We're drawing comparisons between Fat Elvis and Shane Beaver's fastball. This is this is okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go with it, I guess. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. This is uh, it's it's heartbreak hotel for uh, for hitters when they when they have to face them though. So it's uh, you know not a bad not a bad comparison, I guess, if, if we're going to go with that. You know, and then uh, the the Guardians are going to throw um, two rookies uh, the rest of the way out uh, in, in this series: Peyton Battenfield and Logan Allen. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, a, a deep run for Bieber tonight would be good to give the, uh, give the bullpen, uh, you know, an extra day's rest. Maybe, you know, you know, maybe you don't have to throw, uh, your, your top guys in, uh, in, in tonight's game. If, if he gives them enough of a cushion. Yeah, definitely. Battenfield's coming off what a six, six inning performance against the Tigers. He, you know, he really hasn't pitched too bad, Joe. He hasn't had the best of luck. But you know he gave up four runs over six innings in that in, against the Tigers, four strikeouts, no walks. Uh, you know, uh, Allen is a little different. It looks like maybe I don't know if the league is catching up with him a little bit. But you know he he you know he got knocked around a little bit, eight hits and four and a third on Friday night against the Angels. Uh, but he still only gave up three runs. They got him out of there. You know, kind of just in time. You know, David, uh, you know, Nick Sandlin came in and did a nice job in the, in the uh, fifth inning, got that uh, double play with, with the bases loaded and, you know, got him out of trouble. So, uh, we'll have to see how these guys are going, but, uh, you know, I think you're right. Yeah. If, if, uh, it would be nice to see Bieber goes, you know, seven innings, seven, eight innings, hopefully, uh, he has a complete game against, he did have a complete game against Chicago last year. So, you know, that would bode well for them. And this is a Chicago lineup that can be pitched to, I think. Uh, I think there are some spots where you can take advantage. Uh, they, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if Yasmani Grandal, uh, he was back over the weekend with, from his hamstring injury, but, uh, you know, he might, might not be uh, able to go again because I think they had to pull him out of one game with the same issue. So, uh, you know, they might not have to face Grandal. Uh, Luis Robert, however, uh, has home runs in what, uh, I, I believe three consecutive games. Uh, he's sort of turned it on. He's, he's, he's heating up a little bit and they got Jake Berger back. Uh, and, um, you know, he's uh, a guy who, uh, the, the Guardians had a little, had a little trouble with last year as well. Yeah. Luis Robert leads the, uh, the White Sox with 11 home runs, uh, 275 batting average. Andrew Vaughn is leading the team. Uh, with 29 RBIs, both those guys have done a pretty good job against uh, Cleveland. Robert hit 333 last year with three RBIs against uh, against the Guardians. So yeah, definitely uh, you know some they they're they're a dangerous team and especially in that ballpark they you know they they can hit they seem to drive the ball out of the park a lot in uh, you know at, at Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side there. Uh, you talked about Battenfield and his, uh, you know, his spot in the rotation, his sort of grasp on that uh, that role, that spot for him. Uh, we we know that Tristan McKenzie is uh, is is scheduled to be uh, heading east. Uh, I, I believe uh, he's he's on on his way to his his brother's uh, graduation at uh, Vanderbilt. 
uh, after throwing, uh, he was scheduled to throw earlier this week uh, in Arizona, uh, then head uh, east to, to meet with his brother and, and, and take part in the graduation, and then uh, was supposed to come uh, up to Cleveland and, and get ready for a, a rehab assignment, possibly at Akron or Columbus, depending on, on which team is, is there. Uh, we haven't heard. Uh, we'll probably get an update from Tito this afternoon in terms of what the latest is with him. But, uh, you know, if, if all signs point to him going out on a rehab assignment, uh, you know, it could be uh, three uh, three weeks or so and, and you know, hit that uh, hit that target date for um, early June. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think uh, what do they they usually like uh, on a rehab assignments? You know, this is, you know, since he, you know, Tristan really hasn't started since what, March, late March, mm-hmm. his last start of the spring training. I would think what you got, he's got to get built up to about five innings, 90, 90 to 100 pitches, don't you think, Joe? Yeah, I, I would think that would take at least three appearances. So you're talking, you know, two weeks at a minimum, right? Uh, of- mm-hmm. But, you know, 15 to, you know, 15 to 18 days for him to 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 get up up to that to get built up to that much. I mean, you start with uh, an inning, then you go maybe maybe two innings or three. And, you know, you you, you build the pitches incrementally that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's been thrown out in a good year. You know, I'd, uh, you know, I'd I'd. I'd I'd like to see how many innings he went. You know, he had to throw some kind of simulated game or minor league game, uh, you know, out out there in in the desert and uh, see just where his pitch count is. But I'm sure when he left uh, when he left Goodyear for the graduation, you know, he was kind of they would you know he was ramped up and he was he was in a good spot or they wouldn't have let him go. So you know, and he had been throwing bullpens all along through throughout the year, you know, late April and, and early uh and early May, you know, when he was traveling with the team or when he was in Cleveland with the team. So uh, you know, I think he's he's probably in a good spot and may and Aaron Savali too is on on the same path. Yeah, and that was uh he was supposed to throw a, a simulated game over the weekend. we haven't had an update on him either. So uh anxious to get uh to get into uh Tito's office before the game today and and, and just get the latest on those two guys. Uh, for sure. Uh, as as we said, moving forward, uh, this is this uh, series is a return uh, to the scene of the crime for Josh Naylor, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, Naylor obviously riding. Uh, he's on the on the crest of the wave right now. He talked about uh, sort of riding the wave after uh, Sunday's game, uh, the ups and downs of a, a major league hitter. Uh, but uh, right now he's he's on the top of that wave and uh, having homered in three straight games uh, really more more so just the emotional lift that he's given this team uh over the past you know uh, you know four or five days and and his performance there but uh you know don't take for granted the the other things that he's been able to do uh to contribute to this lineup and to the to the team uh you know as as far as being a, a quality first baseman uh you know defensively he's he's actually been 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 pretty good over there at around the bag uh playing defense and and uh, you can tell that he's he's starting to feel a little more healthy uh, in, in terms of his feet and having his feet under him. Um, what have you seen defensively from Josh Naylor this year that, uh, you know, is is an indicator that he's he's feeling good? Yeah, uh, Joe, you know, I've always kind of liked the way he's moved around the bag. You know, he said, uh, you know, in talking to Josh, you know, he, he came up, you know, playing first base almost, you know, his whole career. So, you know, he's familiar there. 
with it. He, you know, he can stretch. You know, he has the good stretch most of the time. He digs balls out of the dirt. Uh, you know, he's a big target over there. Not too much is going to get past him. And uh, yeah, I, I like the th- I like the job he's done at first base. He's you know he saves some of the infielders you know some errors. You know he's he, he I I think he does a, a a you know a better a, you know like an a, you know above average job there. Yeah, I think he's he's uh, he's he's looking pretty solid there. And, and Josh Bell is, you know, uh, able to replace him and, and uh, you know, sub in when the two of them trade off at, at uh, designated hitter. But I think you can kind of tell that Tito prefers or likes if he's going to go with his A lineup, that A lineup has Naylor at first rather than Bell uh, in, in terms of, you know, the, the pecking order there. Uh, yeah, for sure, because they he you know if they have a lead late and and Josh Bell's playing first base, Arias goes in for defense at first base. Right, that that's happened a couple of times. Uh, doing just a, a you know a little bit of a dive on uh, on Statcast and looking at expected statistics, and we 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 you know Naylor struggles through the the first month and a half of the season, month and you know ten games of the season. Uh, so far, we're we're pretty obvious, you know, the as the the offense plummeted to the bottom of the league in terms of, you know, power numbers and, uh, you know, getting on base and scoring runs. Uh, a lot of that had to do with with Josh Naylor's, uh, you know, inability to 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 come through early and uh, early on. Uh, but if you look at some of the, the stat cast numbers, the expected numbers like his expected batting average, uh, his his expected batting average is 290. You know, and and that puts him, you know, towards the top half of the league. He's he's not, uh, you know, it, 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 that's pretty good. Uh, it just means that you know the balls that he's hitting, he's squaring up and he's getting good contact on on some of them. It's just, uh, you know, he's he's had unlucky results on on a lot of them. Expected slugging of five twenty three, and uh, you know if you you look at it, his expected uh, OPS is nine oh four. Uh, it, it, it the reality is he's the balls aren't 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 falling uh you know un, uh, until he drives them out of the park like he did the last three games uh but it, it, there's there's just something to the fact that he's got to remain with his approach and and that's you know been successful yeah he seems to be a much more patient hitter you know just listening to him uh you know when you know listening to him after games and before games he seems to have taken that, you know, kind of taken that approach. Like, you know, <laughs> I guess it's easier said than done, but just to be patient, wait for his pitch, you know, and he's and he's going and he's playing against a team that, you know, like we've like you were saying earlier, Joe, he's had success against. Last year he had three sixty four with four home runs and nineteen RBIs against the the White Sox. So this is a good place for him to be to keep that hot streak going that you know that he started over the weekend. Yeah, that's uh that, that's a good point. Is that you wouldn't rather be in any other ballpark than uh, the one where he feels as comfortable as he did uh, facing Liam Hendricks in the eighth inning uh, or in the ninth inning of that game back on May tenth last year. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, to watch with that. Uh, so over the uh, over the weekend, the uh, the Guardians obviously uh, face Shohei Otani. I, you know, I want to just uh, mention again the the job that they did against him. Uh, pretty decent. Uh, the, the pitching staff against Otani. Uh, I, I think they held him to two hits in the series. Uh, I think he was two for ten uh, with a couple of RBIs. 
but but no extra base hits, no home runs. And this is a guy who batted, you know, 330-something in his career against Cleveland with, uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of home runs prior to this. Uh, they really did a number on him and were able to keep him uh, in check. Yeah, they did a great job against Otani and Trout. Trout went one for nine uh, against uh, against Cleveland, two runs, uh, you know, two two strikeouts, one walk, and like you said, Joe, uh, Otani was two for ten, two RBIs, but they struck him out six times. He drew three walks. He and uh, just they just did a great job against those two guys at the top of the lineup, and you have to control them. Uh, to beat to beat the Angels. My favorite Otani moment of the uh, of the weekend was uh, Saturday afternoon. He uh, he fouled off a pitch and it was a screamer into the Guardians dugout. It uh, it was a you know late swing, uh, check swing line drive foul ball into the Guardians dugout. And Otani stepped out of the box and he sort of raised his hand and he he looked into the dugout and it was almost like he was apologizing, you know, for 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 doing that. It's and then that's a it's just a classy sort of thing. And, you know, he always, you know, greets the umpire at the, at the plate. And it's, it's not like a, an insincere gesture. Like he is, he's so genuine when he gets up there. I mean, and then the guardians fans go up in the, in late in the game uh, on Sunday and they boo him. And I just couldn't, I, I just didn't understand booing Shohei Otani at that point. Uh, this is a guy who's, who's good for the game of baseball. And uh, I understand he's wearing the other uniform, but, uh, you got to tip your cap sometimes to a guy who's who's you know playing the way he is. Yeah, and uh, you know that's uh, that's baseball. You know, I think that again, I bet Otani gets booed wherever he goes because he's so good, and it's almost a sign of respect for him. Uh, but still, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get it, you know, with uh, with fans. I don't get fans. You know, I, I didn't get him when they booed Tommy when he came back. I mean, <laughs> what did Tommy do wrong? All he did was go, you know, he took took the money. It's like all of us would have done. But that, you know, so, hey, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And then uh, all, all Otani does uh, uh, yesterday is go out and uh, what did he wind up? Uh, was it a double short of the cycle? I, I, I believe yesterday. Uh, so you think about the the job that Cleveland had to do to keep him in check, and uh, he's you know just going to Baltimore and, and performing the way he did uh, last night. I, I saw his name all. He was four for five with a home run, three RBIs, and nine total bases last night. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, a trip, a triple, and a home run in the same game for the first time uh, for a pitcher. Uh, for the first time since 1964. What what do you think about his swing? I mean, it's really kind of a pronounced uppercut, don't you think? Or he or he's got the the, the launch angle going for sure. Well, and he's got the long arms and yeah. and and the he's able to swing late as well, which is yeah, uh, you know something okay. it, it's really it's really unusual. Uh, he's also what drawn six catchers interference calls this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't think and I don't think anybody else has drawn more than two in the league, something like that. I mean, it, it's crazy to to think just how mechanically he's 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 imperfect, but he's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's like, you know, he knows his body, he knows his swing, he knows he what is he six two, six three? He's a big dude too, and you know he's got everything kind of broken down the right way. It looks like. Yeah. No, the home run he hit uh, last night was something like 465 feet. So uh, it, it was it was a, a thing to behold. Uh, 
you know, and the fact that, you know, he, it's two days removed from the Guardians playing him and we're still talking about it, it him and is is just it, he's a phenomenon. And uh, I, I don't know if you can I don't know if you can win the MVP in April and May, but you, you, you sure can do a, a lot to, you know, put yourself in position for it. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be uh, coming to you from Chicago uh, tomorrow afternoon, give you uh, all the details on the series opener against the White Sox, and we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.